So this morning, church, um, Joshua 24, verse 13, I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to give you a little bit of background. Joshua 24, verse 13, it says, I gave you land you had not worked on. And I gave you towns you did not build. The towns where you are now living, I gave you vineyards and olive groves for food, though you did not plant them. And you read that even in the earlier chapters, you're going to read the same thing, where Joshua is telling them, how God gave them land that they didn't work on. The towns they didn't build. That they are now living. The vineyards, the olives, the food. How many know we serve a good God? Here in Joshua 24. You're going to see. As the scripture that I just read. This is where Joshua, now Joshua is a type of Jesus. And Joshua, he gathers all the tribes of Israel in Shechem. Now don't forget that word, Shechem. This was the last gathering of Israel before the passing of Joshua. Now when you read here in Joshua. It gets my attention because I was. It's always important to look up a word. Because a word in the Bible always has a meaning. And once you get the meaning. God can take you, take you to another text. Or God can give you a revelation. But with the text. So as I was studying this. Joshua. He's in Shechem. Now Shechem. When you look at the map. <clears throat> Shechem is right in the center. In a flat area. But to your left and to your right. There's two mountains. And those two mountains, one of them is Mount Gerizim. On the right side, it's Mount Ebel. Now, when you look up the word Shechem in Hebrew, it means shoulder. And it makes sense because Shechem is in the middle. On the left side is one mount. On the right side is another mountain and it forms a shoulder. Now, when I was thinking about that, because when you read, you're going to see that half of the tribes of Israel, Joshua gave an order. 
And he put six tribes on the left side and six tribes on the right side. And what I mean by that is that they were going to pronounce on one side, on the left side, the blessings. And on the right side, the curses. Now you got to remember, before they enter to the promised land of Canaan, Joshua, what he is doing, he's encouraging them. He's preparing them before they go into Canaan. Now, I like this because they're not even in Canaan yet. And Joshua's already encouraging them. The scripture I just read of everything that God had given them. The houses, the food, the towns. I mean, think about it. They're not even in the promised land yet. But that just tells you that when one is obedient, when one obeys, there's always more than enough for God's children. Now think about this. In the Bible, in the Old Testament, if you obeyed, the blessings were upon you. If you disobeyed, the curses would come upon you. Are you guys understanding me, what I'm saying? So in the, under the Old Testament, it was important that Israel or God's children would obey if they wanted the blessing. But if they wanted to live in disobedience, the curses would come upon them. Now when you go to the book of Deuteronomy in the Old Testament, in chapter 28, you will read all the blessings and all the curses. So when Joshua... When he's in this town and she came, remember again, she came means shoulder. When you look at that word, a shoulder, is, it, it speaks of strength. Now, the Bible teaches, hear me what I'm going to say. In the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, and I believe it's chapter 9 in Isaiah, the Bible talks about that word. When I read that word, she came, and it meant shoulder. The first thing that came to my mind was that scripture. And I'm going to read it to you. It says in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, it says this. Of the increase of his government. There's that word, government. And peace. It says, therefore will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward and forever. Now look what he says. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. And when you read right there in Isaiah chapter, it speaks about how the government comes over his shoulders. Now, I don't know if you're getting it. Jesus Christ, more than 2,000 years ago, when he went to the cross of Calvary, the Bible says that every sin came upon him. Your sin, my sin, the sins of the world, everything came upon him. Amen? So what does that say? That says that Jesus Christ, the obedient one, he Everything, all the curse, all the sin came upon 
him. Now, what that means is that now that you are in the Lord Jesus Christ, God's children, hear me. You and I, God's children, we live under the blessing. Did you hear that, church? When you are walking in the ways of the Lord, no doubt that you and I are under the blessing of God. How do I know that? Well, when you read the New Testament, when you go to the New Testament, the book of Galatians, in chapter, I believe it's chapter 3, it says this, and I'm going to read it to you. Galatians chapter 3, that's a beautiful book. You'll understand about what I just mentioned about God's blessing. It says in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, it says, Christ has redeemed us. Did you get that? Has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Remember I mentioned earlier? Before Christ, under the Old Testament, there were what? Blessings and cursings. But see, now God's us, you and I, church, we live under the blessing. Now, if you want to go, you're a, God, a child of God or a daughter of God. God's always willing to bless you. See, but many times it's we that we open up a door to where we can invite the curse. I don't know if you understood that. Amen? And, and we're not, that's a different message. But what I'm saying is that in God, there's always blessings. So... Joshua, when he's there, you have the Levites, you have the, the Levites, they're there with the Ark of the Covenant that represents the presence of God, the glory of God, and you have the tribes. And Joshua, before they're going into the promised land, he's already preparing the people of Israel. He is what? What is he doing? He is encouraging them. Like saying, Israel... The blessing of the Lord is upon you, but there is more. And church, if I could just make it real simple, just continue to walk with the Lord. Amen? Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Don't give up. Keep fighting the good fight of faith. And I'm going to say this, church, it is not worth it, not even a second, to think about going another route. Many of us who are here, God has been so good to you. God has changed you. God has touched you. God has broken you. The power of the Holy Spirit has moved mightily in your life. I mean, God has been so good to you and to me. And it is believed that when the Levites read the blessings for obeying the law, the six tribes on Mount Gerizim were to pronounce a resounding, hear me out, amen. And the moment that the blessings were pronounced, everyone would say, amen. Amen. Didn't Paul say in the New Testament, 
all the promises of God are amen and amen. And when the Levites recited the curses for disobeying the law, the other six tribes on Mount Ebel were to give a great cry of amen. But see, now in Jesus Christ, we're under the blessing, church. When you are, you are new creation in Christ, you are under the blessing. Amen? Uh, if you think, oh, I feel like I'm cursed. No, just get right with God. That's it. <laughs> it doesn't, it's, it's not hard. So, once again, look what the Bible says. For unto us is in Isaiah, a child is born. Now he's prophesying about Jesus Christ. A prophecy that's been fulfilled. It says, for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Now look what he says. And the government will be upon, there's that word, his shoulder. Shechem means shoulder. Joshua is a type of Jesus. And his name will be called, hear me church, wonderful. When the Bible speaks of a government in God's kingdom, it speaks of nothing but good things for God's children. Did you know that? That ever since you came to the Lord Jesus Christ, God has been wonderful to your life and my life. God has been the greatest counselor there's ever been in Christ Jesus. God has been a mighty God, an everlasting father and the prince of peace. Have you noticed that church that no one, what the world cannot give you, only Christ can give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. See, that's the government I want to be under. The government of Jesus Christ. And it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. That's Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Having becoming, look what the Bible says. Jesus became what? Jesus became a curse for us. Where? On the cross. Curse is everyone. Look what the Bible says. It's everyone who hangs on a tree. Speaking of the cross. Now look what it says. Are you ready? It says that the blessing of Abraham. Have you noticed how blessed Abraham was? Study Genesis. Look at his life. That man was a very blessed man. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon who? Upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That's speaking of you and me. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. 
Okay, now I'm going to get into the message. That was just the introduction, the intro. Number one, church, number one, you have to get everything that God has for you. You have to get saturated with God. Hear me, church. God wants to do mightier things in your life. God wants to use you mightily. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless you in your spiritual life. He wants you to be blessed spiritually in your character, your integrity, the fruit of the Spirit. God wants to bless you. And I believe with all my heart that, that is, that's the most important thing first, church. It's when God begins to do something in us in our character, our integrity, our spiritual life, that the fruit of the Spirit would move in us. Why do I say that, church? Because what good is it? Hear me what I'm going to say. Is that God blesses you with the greatest job. God blesses you, begins to bless you financially. God begins to do what everybody wants, what the world is looking out for. But if you don't have character, you don't have integrity, there's no faithfulness in you. You know what's going to happen? You're not going to be able to handle the blessing of the Lord. If there is no stewardship in you, why would you want all the material stuff? Or why would you want, you know, even if you want... You want people to know who you are or that, you know, whatever the case is. But if there's no character, there's no integrity, you're not a good steward. What good is it that God blesses you? Like the Bible says, you know, with all, let's just say the material stuff. So for me, I think it's important, church, that. God blesses our spiritual life that we would always have the basics. Hear me, church. We be students of the word of God. That we have a prayer life. Church, it doesn't, you might be saying, you know what, pastor? I'm a very busy man or I'm a very busy woman. No, 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 no. What you love and when you have an interest in something, you will make time. Amen? And no doubt, God can bless you greatly like the Bible says. I have given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you did not build and dwell in them. You eat of the vineyards and the olive groves which you did not plant. And I'm going to say this church, God is a giver. God blesses you for what? So that you can enjoy. But God blesses you also so that you can share the blessing. 
God always comes through his word. Even Jesus said, hear me, church, hear me. I know God, the Bible says that he came to give us life and life more abundantly. Amen. And there is no doubt, and this is the most important thing, is your salvation. Is your salvation that you know that you are saved by his grace. And that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hear me, church. And that if you die today, you go straight to heaven and you have everlasting life. That is the most important thing. But I also believe that God wants you to be blessed here on earth. Did you hear me? Not till you get to heaven. God wants to bless you here on earth. Because all of you, church, all of you, hear me. God has gifted you. God has called you. God has given you a specific assignment to do. And if you want to see how God can use you, how God can bless you tremendously, ask God and watch what he will do. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 10, 11. So it shall be when the Lord your God brings you, look what the Bible says, brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers. See, God always keeps his word. He says, so it shall be when the Lord your God brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers. And it says to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to give you large. Did you get that? Everybody wants a large. Give me the large. To give you large and beautiful cities. Which you did not build. Houses full of all good things. Which you did not fill. Hewn out wells which you did not dig. Vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant. When you have eaten, look what the Bible says. When you have eaten and are full. One of the names of God is El Shaddai. The God of more than enough. I don't know about you, church, but God, God keeps me happy. What the world can give me, God can give it to you and me. Did you get that? What the world cannot give, God can give it to you. Where he keeps you so full that you don't want nothing from out there. Because God keeps you satisfied. That's the God whom we serve. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. So I just read verse 13. Look at verse 14. The Bible says, now, therefore, here it is, church, fear the Lord. Church, fear God. Whatever God is doing in your life right now, fear him. If God is doing awesome, mighty things in your life, continue to fear, to reverence the Lord. 
if you see that, you know, it might be, you, you might be, you know, going through something right now, fear the Lord. If you're going through some health issues or maybe financially or a marriage, whatever it is, fear the Lord. Reverence God. See, we don't stop fearing the Lord just because we don't see the blessing of the Lord. Fear God, church. And he tells them, fear the Lord. And he says, not only fear, fear him, he says, serve him. Church, serve him. Don't wait. Serve him. And then he says, serve him in sincerity and truth. Be real. Just serve him with sincerity. Why? Because you've been so grateful for what God has done in your life. He has forgiven you of your sins. He has redeemed you. He has saved you. He has given you another opportunity. What man couldn't do, only Jesus was able to do in your life. And he says, just in case, he says, and put away the gods which your father served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. You might not have an idol church. You might not have an image on the wall. But there can be some type of God that you worship or you give more time to than God. You guys are quiet. It, I get astonished how, how is it possible that you could put in into something hours and hours a day and that doesn't do anything for your spiritual life, which is the most important thing in you. And at the end he says, serve the Lord. How do you stay busy for God? How do you stay so busy that you don't got time to think about anything else? You know how? Serving God. Serve God. Give him all the honor and all the glory. Serve him, church. The Bible says in Psalms 115, verse 3 and on, it says, look what it says. Psalms 115, verse 3. But our God is in heaven. He does whatever he pleases. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hand. They have mouths, but they do not speak. Eyes they have, but they do not see. They have ears, but they do not hear. Noses they have, but they do not smell. They have hands, but they do not handle. Feet they have, but they do not walk. Nor do they mutter through their throat. Those who make them are like them. So, so is everyone who trusts in them. Church, I don't know about you, but I want what's real, what's living. Who I can talk to. Someone who can speak back to me. Comforts me. 
directs me, convicts me, guides me, leads me. I don't want to worship or give my time to something that doesn't do anything for my life. It doesn't help me in my walk with God. It doesn't help me in my spiritual life. It doesn't edify me. In other words, it's not helping me. It's killing me. We serve a living God. And he says at the end, he says, are all Israel, he says, trust in the Lord. Church, trust in the Lord. He says, he is their help and their shield. God's not your enemy, church. He's your help. He wants to help you right now. Help is on its way. And lastly, Joshua chapter 24, verse 15. We already read 13, 14, now it's 15. Joshua, he's a type of Jesus once again. He says, and if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, or another translation says, if you refuse to serve the Lord, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. It reminds me of the words of Peter when he's with Jesus. When Jesus tells them straight out, he tells his disciples. Hey, if you don't want to follow me, go on your own way. And Peter turns around and he says, Lord, who can we go to? If only you give words of everlasting life. I mean, think about it, church. What are you going to do without Jesus? You already... <laughs> You know why we're here? Because we already found out we can't without him. Even Paul, the greatest teacher after Jesus, a man of God who had an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ, in prison. I mean, that guy went through, literally you can almost say he went through hell. But he said this, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. No one's going to give you the strength like the Lord Jesus Christ, church. You, we already found out, you found out that you can't do it on your own, man. And he tells them, choose for yourself this day. Whom you will serve. Whether, again, the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river. Or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. It's like it's, it's you know, it could be on the other side or in the land where you're at right now. Did you get that church? See, right now. We live in this world, but we're not from this world. 
But we choose. Every day we make choices. We choose who, who are we going to serve. And he tells them. In whose land you dwell. But as for me. I like that scripture. man. Because whatever you say you have to believe it. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You have to be intentional every day, church, that you and your house are going to serve God. I'm serving Jesus. I'm serving Jesus. I was glad when they said to me, as for me and my house. Every day, we make choices. Every day, you are or will be the result of your choices and your decisions. Your choices and decisions have brought you to where you are today. And Joshua, he just, he went straight forward. And he says, hey, he says, me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. We're, we're going to Canaan. God has been good already, but in Canaan, it's the promised land. And everything, church, hear me. Everything is possible with God to serve Jesus. It doesn't, listen, listen, church. Remember in the beginning, we are under the blessing, not the cursing. It doesn't matter what the world system is saying. Hear me, church. What the schools are teaching, what the government is saying. Or what others are preaching. You have to believe that you are under the blessing of God. And when you decide to choose God, church. You're going to stand up firm. And you're going to teach yourselves. And you're going to teach your children. You're going to teach the church. That if God be for us, who can be against us? We are contrarians. We are the head and not the tail. And so don't get caught up, church, what others are doing. No, do what God is doing, what God says. We were driving back yesterday and um, it was a big old line. And suddenly one car went to the side. I guess they got they lost their patience, got frustrated, so they went to the side. I mean, they were just smoking it. And then another car followed. And Brother Eddie says, and it's so true. That's why I said this last time. Because one does it, everyone follows. But the problem there was that if there was a highway patrol, they'd get what? A ticket. So don't be... A follower to what's 
bad evil, but be an example that people can follow. And many times, church, you know, that's what happens. But that's why you got to continue to serve God with everything, church. And I'm going to read these two last verses. Hallelujah. Now, I want to see if there's fruit of the Spirit in you, if you're patient. Verse 16 and 17. So the people answered. Did you hear? They, they answered and they said, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. They're saying, you know what? We're not going to forsake God. We're not going to go and serve other gods. For our Lord, our God, he is the one who brought us out. Did you get that, church? God is the one that brought you out from Egypt, where we were slaves to what? To sin. We were in bondage. He says, who brought us and our fathers up out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us all the way. That we went among all the people through whom we passed. I don't know if did you get that little part. It says, and God preserved us or God protected us. How does that happen, church? When you just follow God. God took you out of sin, Egypt, bondage. God set you free. God set me free. And now we are following God and God protects you. So this morning, church, I'm going to tell you like Joshua said. Choose to whom you will serve. Would you prefer the gods of your ancestors serve beyond Euphrates? Or will it be the gods of the Amorites whose land you now live? But he tells them, but as for me and my house, me and my family, we're going to serve Jesus. We're going to serve Jesus. Amen. Church, don't get comfortable. Don't get comfortable. Get excited about Jesus. Stand up for Jesus. Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Get excited for Jesus. Get excited what God is doing. What he's about to do. Please stand church this morning. Stand with me. And if you believe this with me, church, give the Lord a strong praise, glory, clap offering. Give it to him. Come on, Lord. Come on, church. All the glory and honor and praise to Jesus. Hallelujah.
Thank you for joining us for today's message at New Generation Church. For more information, visit us at ecngchurch.com.